Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 47 of Health Talk with Dr. Cal. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are in part two of our series on Body Talk, learning how to hear and understand your body. Last week in podcast 46, we discussed what the eyes tell us is going on inside our body. This week, we're discussing the hair, tongue, and lips. Is your hair thinner now than before? Do you have spots of hair loss? Is your hair going gray? Have you looked at your tongue? Go ahead, grab a mirror and check it out. Do you have fissures on your tongue? Is there a white film covering it? Are there teeth marks along the edge? Is it red and glossy or inflamed? Do you have cracks in the corner of your lips? These are all signs of things going on internally in the body. Once you are aware of what to look for, you can hear what the body is telling you. Welcome everyone to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner and this is podcast 47. This is part two of Body Talk. Learn how to hear and understand your body. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Kell. Hi, Dr. Kell. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Good. Doing good. Good. Things going good. well. I'm so excited to learn more about this because everybody has a body and we all have things that go on and we wonder what is what is that? Why why is my shoulder hurt? Why is my, why am I losing hair? You know, there's all different things. So, but before we get into that, um, I wanted to do the quote of the day. Sounds good. Okay. Success is often achieved by those who don't know that failure is inevitable, and that's by Coco Chanel. So I wanted people to have hope that, you know, when they start to see the signs and symptoms that they can fix it. Success is within their reach. You know, it's all a mindset, right, Dr. Kell? Yes. And when you think about that quote of the day, it's just very interesting to me because have you ever known somebody that just doesn't accept failure? They don't let it be a part of their mind. And you find that in typically very successful people. I have to say that Sometimes to be successful, you have to become obsessed. That's what that thought of the day kind of says to me a little bit. Not even considering that this might not work for you. No matter what happens here, I'm just going to keep charging ahead. And you have to do that oftentimes in life if you want to achieve what you're really going after. But what I'm getting at here is what a lot of people don't realize is that they often pick the wrong goals. Like my goal is to be rich. I want this big, massive house at the beach and all these things and all this stuff. And the only way I get it is for me to get rich. And the only way I get rich is just to, to set those goals and go after it and ignore everything else in life. They often achieve wealth. You can't achieve wealth that way uh, through a little bit of uh, extreme effort, though. Failure hits everybody, and you, you either quit or you go on, you know, climbing the yeah. mountain. And, and you decide, oh, I'm going to go back down now. This is too hard, or I'm going to get to the top no matter what. The problem is, is that sacrifice often occur, and you got to figure out, are those sacrifices worth it? Hmm. And that's where I think, and sometimes you do have to consider, what if I don't do this? What if I give up on this goal? What if I decide to change my goal? What if I get into my goal and discover that what I really wanted out of this isn't really what I wanted at all? Yeah. So, it, granted, in, in, in this thought of the day, I think, if you want to get something, you've got to put your full effort into it and ignore all failures and just keep driving and make and, and ignoring uh, almost or at least uh, being willing to accept that whatever sacrifices are involved in that are worth it, right? 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, because you, you always have to make sacrifices if you're going to achieve something that you consider worthwhile. And those are referring to the long-term goals, of course. Anyway, I'm rambling. Oh, that was really, really good. <laughs> I, I was really enjoying that, actually. <laughs> oh, good. No, for, yeah. I, I mean, the part about becoming obsessed about success, I think that was really cool. And then the sacrifices. Um, there are going to be sacrifices if you really put this above all everything else, you know. Let's take that sidestep over into health. We're all about health. And, uh, health talk is, is what we talk about, right? And uh, yeah. so and today, and today we're talking about body talk, continuing on about body talk. And, and so how do those goals and, and plans and sacrifices all interact, connect with having good health? Have you ever met someone who smokes and says, uh, you don't need to tell me that cigarette smoking is bad for me. You know, I've heard it all. I enjoy <laughs> smoking, so leave me alone. You ever heard that? I have. Yeah. You know, it's. I find this with religion, with with health, with uh, politics, with really any any interest in life. When we find something we really enjoy, what do we want to do? Typically, if we're a well-rounded person, once we find something we really like and enjoy, what what typically do we then go do uh, once we find it? We do it, but. What typically does a person do after they do it and they find it's wonderful? I don't know. Of course they keep doing it, but they share it. They share that knowledge with others. Oh. You've done that, right? You've, you've started doing something you really liked and then told a friend or a family <laughs> member or your kids or your husband or whoever because you're excited about it and you want to share it, right? Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, well, we hope our listeners feel that way about our podcast, so... Yeah. Get out there and share it. But my point of all that was not just to promote <laughs> myself, but to uh, or to promote the show. Though I I want to do that because we want to keep keep helping people. Yeah. But my point all there is that we want to teach you how to tell when you have a problem, and to make help be, make your life better. And so we're sharing the message, and so you go out and share the message too. And with whatever you find in life as a wonderful thing, there's not enough people out there when they find something good you know here's the givers and takers in this world a giver says hey this is really cool you should come do it too you probably enjoy it as well and the taker says hmm i'm not going to tell anybody about this because if we get too many people doing it it's going to mess it all up and mm. and so they they tend to hide it and covet it and come mm. obsessed over it because it works for them but they don't want to share May I tell those people out there who are that way, you probably have a nutritional problem <laughs> and an imbalance in chemicals in your brain, your gut flora is off, because we should yeah. all be givers and we should yeah. all be seeking to ignore the possibility of everything being overrun. You know, Disneyland's a great place, but if it gets too packed, nobody gets to enjoy it mentality. And that's kind of what happens, right? I do have to admit, I only go to Disneyland in the wintertime when lines are short. But you get my point, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fair. We should all be givers. We should all be trying to spread the word and help each other and, and help each other live happier lives because there's way too much misery on this planet. And, and if, if we're trying to deal with it alone, that's when we decide to leave. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, we're not going to do an article of the day, by the way wanted to get into this a little more and cover a few more 
parts of the body today. We'll, we probably will have an article a day next time, but uh, we have uh, plenty of information to cover here today to continue on, and, and we'll have a few podcasts on this topic. We're not sure how many just yet. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, last podcast, we we're going to talk about the hair and, and ran out of time. So we're going to go on to the hair. Okay. Are you happy with your hair, Nikki? I mean, my mom always tells me that I used to have thicker hair when I was younger. And I noticed sometimes my eyelashes fall out more than other times. Like they're thinner versus other times. So when you say hair, do you mean hair on your head or hair everywhere? I was referring to hair on your head, but yeah, it should apply to everywhere. You think about yeah. it, you know, ironically... I think is when men be start losing their hair on top of their head, they still keep growing plenty of hair everywhere else. And, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, sometimes we become more hairy. Yeah. So it's an interesting balance there. But again, a sign that and society just can't accept this and the medical community doesn't teach it, that it's, it is nutritional. I, I think I've mentioned this before. My grandfather was proof of that. He, uh, back in the late 70s he got lung cancer diagnosed with lung cancer didn't my grandmother was uh, which I've talked about before was very into nutrition and natural healing and health and and so she found the Gershon Clinic which is actually located in San Diego went and spoke with them and they have a facility in Tijuana so some of the therapies they do are considered illegal in the United States again competition I believe, um, and Gershon didn't want to do the podcast on the Gershons, but um, my point of it was he went there, his cancer, the spots on his lungs disappeared, and that took about six months. They were gone. Then he unfortunately became lazy, and he really, he remember when I was mentioning the smoke thing earlier? Mm-hmm. Well, that was mm-hmm. my grandfather. He... Oh, Oddly, you know, get this, and this is a com, you know, same cycle with weight loss tied to so many different things. You make a life change, but you've lived most of your life doing something a certain way. You can change it temporarily, but it's really hard to to totally and completely change to yeah. something else because you've been doing that same thing for thirty years, forty years, whatever it might be. Anyway, he started smoking again, and the spots came back, and he was much older then. And he said, you know what, I'm just tired. I don't want to go back and do the diet and live and eat that kind of way all the time. I just can't. I don't care. I'm old. I, I enjoy smoking. And I'm I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to go. It's okay. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I truly am a true believer that, you know, we live and we die. We ought to be able to figure out and decide if we can how we're going to die. And when we're going to go, I'd like to go pleasantly. And I think most people would. For my grandfather, it was like, that's okay. If, if you're happy doing that and that's the way you want to go out, go for it. Yeah. I, I, I personally feel that way because it's inevitable and you might as well be happy in the process if you can. Mm-hmm. So anyway, got off topic. We we're talking about hair. Um, <laughs> the uh, hair, he, he was totally bald. And when he went on this uh, Gershon uh, program, his hair grew back in. What? Ironically, the hair specialists will tell you that once the hair follicle is dead, it will not grow hair again. And that's what happens in male pattern baldness. You're producing hormones in an irregular way, and those hormones are killing the hair follicles. 
and for some reason it does it only on the head. I'm not sure why it's not killing the hair follicles all over your body, but it just seems to be on the head. Can you repeat that? The uh, Which part? So you said the, uh, the hair follicles fall out, but what, was, what causes that? Imbalances in hormones, male and female hormones, testosterone and estrogen and uh, other things involved there too and the amounts that are in your bloodstream and those imbalances cause the death of those cells on your head. The hair follicles wow. die and so then you lose your hair. And we can talk about that in more depth sometime if, if we want to on another podcast specifically involved mm-hmm. with hair loss and, and what you can do naturally to bring your hair back. Your hair going gray, same thing related to wow. hormone levels. And, uh, we always think of it, it's due to old age. It, the reason it's due to old age is because as you get older, your body begins to stop functioning well because of the Western diet. And uh, there are people out there, in fact, my own stepmother, who's 86, but she has her, she has black hair. And every now and then she'll get a little gray hair, but she has a full head of black hair and uh, never gone gray. Nope. Uh, really? and, and people would typically call that, oh, that's genetic. Uh, I disagree. It's due to uh, hormone levels in your body, your stress, your adrenal glands, all those things interact in the way they, as you age and as you eat poorly, provide yourself with the improper nutrients on a daily consistent basis, which occurs over many years, your body is extremely resilient and can survive so much and for so long, but eventually and slowly it begins to break down. And as you renew those, you know, your body's constantly renewing cells. Uh, Your blood's renewed every 90 days and many other cells in your body are constantly dying and being remade. And unfortunately, if you're not giving the body the right nutrients, getting the right amount of exercise and just uh, keeping your emotional state and a good positive level all the time, the body just begins to down and dysfunction and those cells, those those new cells don't function as well as the old cells. That repeated over and over and over again, what's happening is essentially you're dying of malnourishment, really, because your body in a slow way is just not getting all the right nutrients on a consistent basis. And you think mm-hmm. you are because you're putting all kinds of stuff into your mouth and all such mm-hmm. stuff is coming out the other end. But mm-hmm. in between, the body's not in all those nutrients. Uh, oftentimes, people, to begin with, they'll, they'll change what they're eating. It'll help. But until you fix the function of their gut and how it all works and, and getting everything else to function better, you're not absorbing all those nutrients properly. And you're not getting full benefit of what you're eating, even if you're eating right. On to uh, some other things about the hair. Okay. Uh, hair loss could mean a thyroid issue. So uh, if your thyroid is dysfunctioning, especially in women, and you start losing hair, there's something going on with your thyroid. Uh, so you said your hair has thinned over the years, or at least your mother said so, right? Mm-hmm. When you were in our clinic, was that any part of the process that that Dr. Inger came up with as far as what was happening to you? Was your thyroid um, ever an issue? No, we didn't do a bunch with the thyroid. I think it was more that like the stuff we were doing for the adrenal helped. Yep. Before you move, if you were still here and still working there, maybe, I don't know if that was ever anything you ever said to Ingrid either, Dr. Ingrid, about your health. Sometimes people forget to mention things that they don't see as significant. It sounds to me like you're still dealing with 
with issues. Uh, you're not totally back to uh, perfect health yet. You, you know, you've been exposed to strange things in your life that have made it difficult for you to fully heal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so for you're sure. still on that path. It can be years to full, you know, recovery. Your the thyroid that... might be, might be a consideration for you. At least consider having someone look at your thyroid. or talking to Dr. Ingrid again about doing some thyroid testing and making sure that's not an issue. Yeah, I think the move, going through the move was super stressful. And I think that's kind of when all of a sudden I had like a bunch of my eyelashes fall out. And then, you know, the stress yeah. of mm-hmm. living in a hotel for a month and then having stuff remodeled. And yeah. it was just, it was a lot. So you tax the adrenal glands. But my point being, there may be, if, if you've got something that's gone on for long term, you know, what your hair looks like today compared to 20 years ago. And, and look at yourself and go ahead and compare to other people. Uh, do people you know who have, have the hair style and type you have, are you significantly thinner than they are? If not, I wouldn't be concerned. No matter what we do to ourselves, we're going to age, we're going to get old, we're going to die. The whole intent here is to help you have the healthiest quality of life and happiest life while you're here whether you're here for 10 years or, or 200. It wouldn't surprise me if someday man doesn't get that ability mm-hmm. back again to live a whole lot longer than he is today. We're making strides every day and improving people's health. And uh, as soon as the government gets on board and they're allowing all the crap out there that uh, we use that damages us to, to change that, and it probably won't change soon, um, we'll see significant changes and improvements in people's lives. Male pattern baldness and a receding hairline could mean an increase in adrenal androgen hormones. Adrenal androgen hormones are the hormones that uh, increase in males uh, as they age and begins that uh, whole process of going bald, but it happens in women, and women actually can probably do more to balance it and, and resolve that problem quicker than men can. But again, if you're willing to go on a, a, a totally clean diet, I don't know what happened to my grandfather if those hair follicles they thought were dead actually became began working again or if new hair follicles were created. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But uh, interesting. Really see, interesting. When you have spots of hair loss, alopecia, you have an autoimmune condition or again going back to the adrenal glands, autoimmunity. So there's a sign if you got hair loss and spots on your head, just little spots the hair falls out. That's a sign of an autoimmune. And what is autoimmunity? It means your body's seeing itself as a foreign invader and starts uh, destroying it. The immune system, and really what's causing that is your, your immune system is dysfunctioning. Your immune system's not working right. Either it's, it's been overtaxed or there's something else in the whole process, the cycle, that's been disrupted. Those kinds of things can be helped naturally, nutritionally, and uh, oddly enough, also it all interconnects with your emotions and your uh, physical fitness. All those things are interconnected, so to autoimmunity, but don't want to get off topic here. You're wanting to know science. Let's go to the tongue. The tongue is an interesting thing. Uh, Look at your tongue, Nikki. Okay. Okay, let's see. Fissures and geographic tongue is caused by unhealthy bacteria or lack of B12. So you have fissures in, the, in your tongue that could be connected to vitamin B deficiency or an excess amount of bacteria in your mouth. 
What's a fissure? Uh, like be indented. Like if, you know, I always think about if I'm looking at the Grand Canyon uh, and the plateaus on top are all smooth and then it dips down into the canyon, the tongue can get to be looking like that, like you got little canyons in your tongue uh, huh. and little indentations. A white film on your tongue is a yeast overgrowth. So if you're getting a white film on your tongue, it means you could have a candida or other bacterial growth, excessive. Basically, that's it's coming up through your throat. It, it's allowed that to start growing on your tongue because of uh, imbalances in your t- nutrition, the acidity or, or in your mouth, and it's allowing all that to grow. And typically, if, if you're seeing it in your tongue, it's going on in your gut. You definitely need to go get some nutritional counseling and get that fixed because that is a very unhealthy way to live. That can lead to all these other things like autoimmunity, etc. It means your gut flora is really messed up. Mm-hmm. See, red glossy tongue is a vitamin B2 deficiency. And that one's pretty specific. So red glossy tongue. Look at, so B12 and B2 tend to be tied to the tongue. Red inflamed gums, vitamin C deficiency. Mm. Red inflamed gums. So bloody gums, gingivitis, not always connected to vitamin C, but obviously there is a connection. And most people don't get enough vitamin C, but you can get bleeding gums uh, from bacteria in your mouth. The gums become inflamed because bacteria, not just the candida. Brushing your teeth morning and evening and and, uh, brush your tongue, but use good things on your mouth and on your teeth and in your tongue. The -the over-the-counter toothpaste that they sell now by the main toothpaste manufacturers don't recommend you need to get get a decent toothpaste it's not too abrasive kills the bacteria in your mouth the bad bacteria do that on a daily basis and it keep your gums healthy okay any questions there about gums nikki tongue and gums i was gonna say i think that was good i know i get like on the tongue did you talk about um like the the grooves on the side oh no we didn't i'm glad you mentioned that's a sign that your tongue's swollen Amazing, right? Who, who would think your tongue swells, but yeah. Yeah, that means that that is a sign of ongoing chronic inflammation in your body. Oh. And a lot of people have that. I, have, I mean, it's just a st- Do you have grooves? Do you have that yes. indentations like your teeth indented in the sides of your tongue? Yes. Yes. That is a sign of inflammation going on still in your body. If you start looking at people's tongues, you know, to the, to the ones you know, if you want to... I suppose you could ask a stranger, may I see your tongue? <laughs> they, uh, but uh, your reactions would vary, right? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a sign that's inflammatory processes going on in, inside your body. You're, that's something to figure out why, why that's happening. And then, yeah. then follow according. It could be um, mineral imbalances can cause uh, that swelling of the tissues and a whole lot of other things. The lips, cracks in the corners of your lips which also would go along with the glossy red tongue, vitamin B2 deficiency. So if you're prone to cracking in the corners of your lips, uh, of your mouth there, of your lips there, when they meet above and below, B2. Okay, so Dr. Kell, you talked about B2 deficiency for a few things here. Where can we find B2? Like what what type of food sources? You're very smart. I know you are. Do you have Actually, any idea? I, yes, you know? I just found it. So oh, it did. says, yep. Riboflavin, B2, is found mostly in meat and fortified foods, but also in some nuts and green vegetables. And here is the list. Eggs, organ meats, uh, such as beef liver, chicken breast, salmon, 
almonds, and spinach. Those are the main ones. So to become yeah. B2 deficient is probably not real common, but you know, I, when do you see cracked corners of the lips? Oftentimes in wintertime, probably more common in kids. I had someone come in the office yesterday with their daughter that having some health issues after uh, COVID, but things like uh, when we got to talking, I'm like, got her in a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar. Oh, she loves sugar. I can't get her to stop eating candy and this and that, yeah. you know, and, and I'm like, okay, well, first place to start. But people don't think about that. She just kind of looked at me like, huh? How could that be connected? <laughs> um, so we'll see. If or she like, Go ahead. Or like, huh? How do you cut sugar out of a kid's diet? <laughs> right. That's true, too. I didn't think of that. Uh, yeah. It wasn't so much a huh that I didn't know what you're talking about. It's I don't know how to get get her to stop eating it without yeah. her, you know, and I'm like, okay, who's in charge here? You were the kid funny dr kell yeah it's like you know i have three kids and one of them my middle one breezy you know yeah she is like a sugar aholic like yeah. like i used to be and the other two are like you know they'll take it here or there but she's like it's like every day there are things that can be done to help her part of the reason she's having those sugar cravings is because of the ink imbalances and hormones from eating the sugar mm. so it's it, yeah. it's a perpetual cycle that builds on itself you could look at it though it's not quite the mechanism isn't quite working this way but it's it gives you an analogy where you become resistant to a drug and have to take more of it to get an effect that's not mm. not exactly the way it works with sugar but but you could think of it that way that your body just wants more and more and more of it, uh, mm. it and it begins to run on it and unfortunately for most people, when you have an excess of sugar like that, your body, usually up to age 12 or so, kids can get away with it. But you still have overweight kids, but it just often seems with, with children up to about age 12, a lot of them can eat whatever they want and they don't really get fat. It's when they start, when they go through puberty and mm -hmm. the hormone levels start changing and their metabolism starts changing and, and everything's changing. <laughs> And uh, that's when they uh, uh, that sugar and increased sugar levels really hits and the hormone levels cycle to a damaging level, essentially. And the thing that would shut off your sugar cycle isn't taking place, and so your appetite is, is always there. And because you like sugar the most, that's what you want to eat first. Uh, but mm. it, it's really your hunger trigger. You're, you're having something in your brain. There's something in your brain is saying, I need more energy. I need more more juice here. And when you go eat a little sugar, you get a little juice. And so mm -hmm. that becomes an addiction. It, it, we talked about it before. In our, we did a, a podcast on sugar, uh, a few podcasts on sugar earlier in the podcast. I think it's like somewhere between 10 and 20 there, the, the podcast on sugar talk about all that and, and how it can become an addiction and, and the things you can do to change that. So maybe we can talk later about how to help her with that. Yeah, for sure. We haven't covered as many as I wanted to, Nikki, but I think we're here at the end already. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we've covered some things, talked about some useful things, and I have a, a long list of other things. So we're going to get several podcasts or several episodes from this. And yeah. we'll keep talking about it. We have to talk about the the nails and signs you see in the nails and in the skin and we cover and go more into the hormones and hormones that uh, uh yeah you know, because uh, 
Dr. Berg is, is into the keto diets, some of his uh, discussion and the information I've taken from him, uh, hormones that trigger fat burning and hormones that trigger fat storage. And so we're going to go into some of that too and signs and symptoms that you see. Like there are body types and where you store fat on your body can tell you what is happening inside your body that's not working. For, oh, for instance, someone who tends to gain weight all over their body, mm-hmm. that points at thyroid. Someone who carries uh, a protruding belly, you often see in people that drink a lot of alcohol. In men, they don't look like they're pregnant. And in women, they look like they're pregnant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. It's just this round pouch. And if you look at a man... When he takes his shirt off, he doesn't have a lot of fat there. It just looks like he's really bloated, and and that's exactly what he is. He's bloated, and there's a whole bunch of fluid that's gathered inside his abdominal cavity. His liver has become fatty, and and he's retaining all kinds of liquid around the intestines in the liver, and all that fluid is just hanging in there and causing his belly to protrude because of the dysfunction, and it happens in women as well. The other two that are on the list here that we'll talk about is a sagging belly and a lower pouch in your belly. Now, it's hard to describe without looking at the picture, um, so I'm not sure how we, we get people to totally understand what those two are. But mm-hmm. uh, one's an adrenal-type body, one's an ovarian-type body. So basically, these are signals to us when you come into our office, if you're overweight, that is. If you're not, then, mm. then, then these signs are not very helpful. But if you're overweight, we can look at you and say, okay, got problems with your liver. Oh, you've got problems with your adrenals. Oh, you've got problems with your thyroid. Oh, you've got problems with your ovaries or with hormones and connection to the ovaries. And are these absolutes? No. Uh, There's overlap and it's very interesting information. We'll continue to talk about it in the future. We don't want you self-diagnosing, but we want you recognizing that you've got a problem and and what it could be. So then you seek out Mm -hmm. a holistic healthcare provider, first of all, to see if it can help at all naturally and uh, help you restore you back to good health. Great. Well, thanks for covering uh, hair, tongue, lips. I'm looking forward to hearing about more of the signs and symptoms to look at in our bodies and watch for. And it's really, really interesting stuff, Dr. Kell. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Nikki. Thanks, uh, everybody, for listening as well. Where do they email us, Nikki? Health Talk with Dr. Kell, D-R-K-E-L-L, at gmail.com. If you're ever interested in learning about more great health and hygiene products, uh, check out OceanBayNaturals.com. They have uh, all-natural deodorants now and are soon to add more products there. Skin healing, very good products, organic, yes. natural. Soon to have many more up there, all for uh, the face and the uh, hands and feet. And uh, oh, no, 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 we have dozens, several dozen products we plan to put out on the market over the next few years. And right. so, oh, we can't forget, uh, if you need standard process supplements, go to holistichealth.standardprocess.com and you'll find those less expensive there than other places online. Or give us a call so that we can actually help you with your health problem and, and help you understand what you should be taking to help improve your health. Don't guess. Don't guess or just read yeah. something and go by what it says because uh, your problem may be totally caused by something different. Great. Yes. Okay. All right. I think I'm tired. Thanks out. for listening, everybody. We drop our podcast on Tuesdays. So please come and join us again. And um, yeah, jo- uh, share the podcast with your friends and family.
help them to see what the signs and symptoms are in their bodies that they're experiencing. You know, we're all about health here, right, Dr. Cal? Exactly, Nikki. Thanks so much, Nikki, for being our host of the show. Uh, <laughs> you're an excellent host, I just want to say. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for um, being the professor. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Thanks, okay. everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling.